Welcome to A Life Invested, a podcast dedicated to helping you create the lifestyle of your dreams by investing in people, assets, and yourself. I'm your host, Roger Comstock. All right, my friends, welcome, welcome back to A Life Invested. I am so grateful to have you here. And we've got a guest with us today that's become a dear friend of mine and someone that I just feel super thankful to know. Um, he's really got a very well-balanced life when it comes to the stuff he does in business and then just is an incredible family man too. And I, uh, I've i appreciated the opportunity that I've had to be able to get to know him and to become his friend. And I hope everybody here has got a pad of paper and a pen close by to be able to take some notes. Uh, this, this individual is named Sean Finnegan, and he is a serial businessman with an acute insight into building entrepreneurial success and a pioneer in business innovation. He said, I believe that the real key to success as an entrepreneur has more to do with the people you work with than the systems or processes. And I couldn't agree more um, with him. I think that your team and the people that you get to serve with make such a monumental impact in, in, into who you are and the way your organization runs. Tell, tell us a little bit more about yourself, Sean. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you so much. Great to be with you, Roger. I love every time I run into you or see you or uh, run into you at events, I just love your mindset. And you have you have this energy about you um, based on your disciplines in your personal life and in your business life that I think really people feed feed off of, them, including myself. So whenever I see you, I just feel like so much energy and excitement and and uh, a passion for life. So I appreciate you. Oh, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate that. Thank you. Um, well, I feel grateful that, uh, again, we're going to be able to learn a little bit from from you today, Sean. Tell us, if people are wanting to get to know you better or follow along in your journey and what you're doing in business, where's the best place for them to to go follow you? Um, so I have a, a website. It's uh, Finnegan360.com. Um, and that has all my contact information. And, uh, you know, I, I put a lot of value on connecting with people and building relationships, as I know you do. And so I love to be able to spend time every day trying to make connections and, and connect with people. Good. Yeah. So go, go follow Sean. He's on Instagram as well. You can follow him there. And then Finnegan360.com is, uh, is his website. I love that. Tell, tell the listeners here, what are you currently doing and, uh, how have you been able to get to where you are and what's your business kind of journey looked like? So I, um, I, I've worked my career uh, primarily promoting other brands. So uh, one of my closest uh, relationships right now is uh, Kevin O'Leary, the Shark Tank guy. And um, I was instrumental in, in working with him in the business that we're in now um, called TaxHive.com. And so I've really, in my career, I've, I've spent a lot of time promoting brands and building those relationships with some of the top brands out there. So that's kind of what I really focused my time and attention on. That's amazing. I think uh, it, it kind of plays into this idea that we hear frequently that our, our network is our net worth, right? And a lot of individuals wonder what, what the best way is to get into big circles of people that uh, they want to learn from or that have some influence what would your tip be uh, to someone who's trying to learn how to network the way that you have? Because I think whenever I meet someone, uh, chances are they know you, right? Like you you know a lot of people and um, you don't just know them, but you're a really good friend to them too. You're a great connector. You're someone that's just a light in people's lives. 
And I've I've never heard anything bad about you, right? Everything about Sean Finnegan is good stuff. You're just a you're just a great person. And so, what advice would you give to people that are trying to be able to develop the skill set that that you've been able to hone so well? So I, I'm a, I always tell, especially newer entrepreneurs, that you have a great asset in your phone. Um, so many times you make these contacts and 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 build an initial relationship, but for the most part. Most entrepreneurs, most business owners don't follow up and don't nurture those relationships. They, and they kind of just have all these contacts sitting in their phone and then there's very little interaction after. The very best networkers and the very best entrepreneurs I've seen and the ones that can build relationships use the, their contacts as a way to continually nourish those relationships and do business together. A fast and easy way to do it is just start your contacts in your phone. Go down through the contacts. I simply, I did this uh, a long time ago where I went through the contacts in my phone and I put the people that I really wanted to stay close in contact with. Your, your name was in there as well as I went through my contacts. So I went through and I just, in my spreadsheet, I put a list of all the people and it turned out to be three or 400 people. Wow. And then I just spent the time, hey, hey, Roger, how's life going? How are things going? And I just went down through and I contacted all those people. And so I have a certain percentage of my time every week where I reach out. I, I have nothing really I'm asking in return other than just to tag up and, and check in with people. So I think that's a very fast and easy way for your listeners uh, to, to engage with people. Go to, your, to people you've already made contacts with. I love that idea. Yeah. And I mean, Sean practices what he preaches just recently. He shot me a text and invited me over to his office with a bunch of other really, really great people. And the whole reason we were there, he bought lunch for everybody. And the whole reason uh, we had got together was just to catch up on life and get to know each other. And um, I just appreciate that so much about who Sean is. Uh, it's It's super powerful to um, recognize how important it, it is to nourish our relationships instead of just like, Hey, I met this person sometime and maybe we'll bump into each other again. What Sean is really, really good at is staying in touch with everybody and, um, making it a priority to connect. And, uh, it, it pays big dividends for him personally. Um, again, everybody that knows Sean loves Sean, but also in business, right? He's got a great kind of Rolodex of people that he can, he can reach out to. Uh, what, what would you say like is the number one, um, character trait someone should be trying to develop in order to, to, uh, you know, get, get these soft skills that you've, that you've been able to kind of cultivate over the years? Yeah. A lot of it that I've seen in, in working with entrepreneurs is, is just making sure they have their priorities clear. And if mm. building relationships in your business is important for your business growth and scaling your business then what is your system and your structure around that? Um, for instance, I, every, about every day I get an intro from someone um, who introduces me as you do as well. You'll say, hey, I, I think I sent you one even yesterday, Roger, with Lori. Um, and it's, it's simple. Uh, a business owner will text you and they'll introduce a very important relationship to you. And I've seen a couple of things on that. Um, some entrepreneurs, when they get an intro from someone else, they'll be like, oh, I'll look at it later. Maybe I'll respond tomorrow when I have time. I look at that as a huge compliment 
that someone who has nurtured a relationship is now going to take that value, valuable relationship and introduce you. So I immediately try to respond to those and I edify the person who responded and say, thank you so much, as you did. You did this yesterday with me. You did it just exactly how I tell entrepreneurs to do it. You edify the person that did that made the referral and then you take action immediately with that person. Hey, great to connect with you. I would love to jump on the Zoom call tomorrow. I've gotten so many great contacts from that. And then that person who referred their friend to me who had a great experience, they're more inclined. I'm on short list with a lot of people that are willing to refer their people to me, which I love. It's such a great way to meet people and to scale your business. I love that. Um, this It reminds me a lot of, if you guys have read the book, uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. One of the the main uh, subjects of that book is making it about the other person, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of times in, when people are trying to develop their relationships, they're like, look at me, look what I've done. Look at all these cool, you know, accolades or awards. And it's, it, that doesn't get you very far ever uh, in life or business. What's, what people are most interested in is um, a lot of times they want to talk about themselves, right? And so if you can say, hey, tell me a little bit about you. Uh, how, how'd you get to where you were? Um, I'm sure you've learned so much. Help me understand kind of uh, what what uh, piqued your interest in what you're currently doing uh, or, or helping people understand like, hey, I'm sure you've got a lot of great things to be able to 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 give, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the reception that you're going to get from that type of um, dialogue is going to be so much more positive. Right. And you're going to, you're going to make a whole lot more friends that way. I've noticed that a lot about Sean too. It's, it's always about the other person. In fact, I, I don't know if I've ever heard Sean talk about himself. He's always complimenting and they're genuine compliments, right? There's a huge difference between, um, flattery and like a genuine, authentic compliment to someone. And, uh, it's probably another, one of the many reasons Sean is so well beloved by the people that know him is everything he, he does is very authentic. Um, so it's a it's a it's an important thing to remember as you're building business relationships, uh, to to make it a priority to use somebody's name and and talk about them, right? It's 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 really powerful. yeah. I think you know I, I I ran into you at our our good buddy Chris Noggle's event, which his launch was amazing. It was. And, um, so I sat next to you at that event, and then you're just a man. So I took you over and introduced you, if you remember, to Devin Burr. Yeah. And. And just you, you practiced exactly what you just preached about when I introduced you. You said, hey, Devin, tell me about you. Tell me more about your business. It was instantaneously you started digging in and asking him about his business. And it, it was an instant rapport building opportunity with, with Devin. And then you've struck. Then within a matter of weeks, I see that you have those relationships and you do the, the Zooms and everything else. And then they're on podcasts. You're very, very good at the cultivating piece as well. Oh, you're kind. Well, thank you. I, I think what's um, important to realize is that in life, what we're dealing with is actual people and relationships, right? Instead of just objects or assets, because a lot of times when, when other in, in business, we see these leaders uh, that do very, very well um, in their companies. They're they're excelling. They're they're finding growth in their revenue and their teams. And if we were to dig down and get to the nitty gritty into their operations and processes within the, the organization, we would find uh, people feeling valued, people feeling important, like they're they're cared about, uh, like what they're doing matters. And then we see these other companies where 
there's there's not growth there's stagnation and there's trouble and problems and what we often can see or observe in in organizations like that is a manager that is treating people like objects or assets instead of human beings and and so what i what i love is that we're basically all just like little kids in a sandbox we haven't changed much from when we were in kindergarten you or me or any of the people get to interact with we all still love to feel like we're part of something like mm. we're part of a community like we fit in um and we like to talk about things like building stuff right like as kids we like we talked about erector sets and lincoln logs and legos and you know sand castles and that's what we really really enjoy because we've gotten older we love to talk about, like what are you building what are you working on uh it, it it has so much less to do with like the flashiness and mm. and so much more to do i think with um the quality relationships right that we have I, yeah i love it i agree i you know i think a lot of people talk about scaling your business you hear it everywhere and i i think i feel like the best way to scale your business is to scale your people in your business yes and i learned that from you i, I ran into we were at the coins and cars event uh, with bridgers event and you had a couple of your people there and the way you introduce their people like it's like the good to great that you have incredible people around you and the way you built them up is what you're talking about and building that relationship. Oh, thank you. I do have in incredible people ar around me today. I was just previous to this meeting. I was talking to somebody and ex explaining how important team team is, right? Like I, I would be nothing without my team. They're incredible human beings and I feel so blessed to know them and to work with them. I always, it's it's cool too. I think in an organization uh, when it comes to d developing uh, your people, right, into helping them progress and become the best versions of themselves, helping them recognize that you're really not above them. No one is really a subordinate. Uh, one of the things that we believe at Zero DS that we're all on the same level, right? There's no th th there's no real hierarchy of like, hey, like I'm up here and you're down here. It's it's just everybody works together towards a common objective and it it works very very well in in hitting goals and uh affecting people's lives positively uh which is super fun to experience and to and to observe amen well, to that I, I you know i i've read this article recently on quantum uh works workspace.com and it, essentially the article said that managers on average nationwide spend less than 7% of their time with their people. Mm. So if you consider the job of a great manager or leader is to help develop the people and take them from here to there. And most managers spend very little time with their people. How do, how do they actually accomplish that? And as we know, turnover is a big problem with people. Unless you really focus on the individual and help develop that person, the number one reason why they quit is because of their direct manager, right? 70% of the time someone quits is because of their direct manager. So making sure that you're spending the quality one-on-one -on -one time with the individuals, helping them progress, helping them make more, really developing your people is what it's all about. Yeah, that's a, that's a super good point. I think when, when people start their entrepreneurial journey or get down the business road a, a little bit, they, have this um, incorrect assumption that they can get something for nothing, right? Or that it's that it's easy. So, th or that it should be easy. Uh, as far as um, you know, hey, like th they may have this this thought that's not correct. Of hey, I'm the leader, I'm the manager, and so 
what I say goes and there's no questions about it. And so just get to work, right? Put your back into it. But really what we find is that leadership is so much more about service and about lifting people's burdens and and helping, um, making sure your team is taken care of and sacrificing in, in personal life and business life. I, I think it's important if a team member has some personal challenges to be able to allow that person to lean on you and to be able to listen to them and to, to be there for them. And it creates something that's in, in, intangible, right? On the team that it creates this friendship that will um, last much longer than a, a relationship simply based off of money and, and, and business, right? So super, super interesting stuff. Uh, and, I, and I think it's worth the cultivation of those relationships and the time and effort that it takes. It's like growing a garden. You can, mm-hmm. I think a lot of uh, business people that aren't finding success are planting the seed. They've got, they're, they're, they're out there doing some of the work, but then they neglect it. After yeah. I think, hey, I've planted, I've done what I needed to do. So everything should run smoothly now. But it's about planting the seeds. And like you said, that's a crazy statistic. I haven't heard that. That's very interesting. Right? Only 7% of time is spent with the team. But it's it's about being with those people, watering the seeds, nourishing them, taking care of them, and making sure they have what they need to be able to, to flourish and and grow. I, I love that, Sean. Tell yeah, me what so I, I, I um yeah, just one other quick point on that. The Whenever I talk to someone who is a struggling entrepreneur, I always ask them, how much one-on-one time do they have set in the calendar with their individuals on the team? It's so critical. Like you said, if there's someone's having a personal issue, they have a sit down one-on-one. And to me, it's every single month you have a set schedule. So if I was, uh, you're on the team, Roger, I'd be like, okay, the 23rd of every month, two o'clock, you and I are going to sit down for an hour and go through what's going well for you. What are areas of opportunity that you're working on and come up with a plan on what we're going to do to help performance. Right. And having that one-on-one time, it's so difficult to pull off because you're so busy with administrative functions, but it is a critical piece to really growing people. They have to know, Hey, I have my set time with my manager or my leader, and we're going to work on real skills that are going to help develop me. Yeah, I like that a lot. And it helps when that time is considered almost like sacred time, right? Like it's not something that could be pushed aside. It's like, hey, this is this is my time with my team uh, because it's as important or more important than any other revenue generating um, uh, subject would be, right? So uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, an inexperienced leader or manager may feel like, oh, like I had this meeting with my team, but I'll we can get to that tomorrow because there's some of these other things going on. But what they don't realize is that um, that that time with the team is almost like a, an emotional piggy bank. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, uh, it's something that you can't always withdraw from. Like, I, I think this is from seven habits, right? Uh, this, this yeah. idea of like, you've got to be depositing yes. into the piggy bank too. And so if, if your team knows that you're there for them and they know that you, you give a dang about them and want to support them, they'll do, they'll do things for you too. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they'll want to be, invested in the vision and, and what's happening. And so it, it's really, really cool how success is more of a symptom, uh, than it is a, an actual focus, right? So yeah. a lot of times where p- people are, are like rushing and running around like chickens with their heads cut off to success. Like I gotta be successful. I gotta make this happen. Mm-hmm. But what they don't realize is that th- that success is, is going to happen automatically. If other things are in place that the rudimentary fundamental principles of success are there first. It yeah, will, amen. It will follow. 
Cool. And, and like you said, it's really dedicated time, which is hard to do. I mean, years ago, I was doing a one-on-one with an individual and I had a project that I was working on. And I'm sure no one's ever done this, but I, I did the cardinal sin or I put my phone down here in front of me while we were chatting because I had this important timeline that I had to hit. And of course, what I'm, what I'm doing while this person is talking to me about, you know, their strengths and their opportunities, what they're working on, I'm glancing at my phone and I keep looking at my phone while they're trying to talk to me. And this person that I've known really well, he said, hey, uh, Sean, it looks like something is more important right now that you're focused on. Why don't we reschedule? And it hit me. I was like, and we rescheduled and it hit me to my core. I was like, what am I telling this individual? What's more important? Is the individual I'm talking to more important or, or is my phone and this project more important? So literally from that moment on, I have a set schedule. I shut the door. I put a sign out in front of my door. It says having a highly effective one-on-one. And then I put my phone in the drawer. I took my computer away and I just, sit there and talk to that person for a full hour without distractions. And if you want to really perform in your business, if you want to scale your people, spend the individual time, it'll, it'll pay you more dividends than anything else you do in the leadership. Yeah, man. I, I really like that. That could, that could be an entire show in and of itself um, or episode just on being present. It's something I've I've recently tried to uh, put more focus on. Um, sometimes, again, as entrepreneurs, we feel like we're prone to moving quickly, like constantly going, go, go, go all the time. There's always new things to do. My, my to-do list uh, feels endless. I'll, I'll finish one thing and then three other things get on the list and then yeah. two things and like five other things are added. Yeah. And so we can feel this feeling of like, oh, there's just not enough time. But what's what's a bit paradoxical is that if we can slow down and give time, invest time with the people that we love and be fully present. Like I love, one of the things I love to do, like when I'm with my sweetheart at dinner, um, is I love to turn my phone upside down and just put it off to the side, uh, so that she can know and feel like, Hey, I'm here with you. Um, it's been, it's, I, I love that it, it, it provides a deep and meaningful conversation and re and a great relationship builder which is great. I've also noticed like there's a function if you've got iPhones where you can just put on focus mode, uh, which turns off like any incoming calls. You can get them later. Same with text messages. And I find more and more myself putting my phone into, you know, in the focus mode because it's, it's nice to be able to be with people and not have this constant like ding, 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 this bombardment of notifications from all these apps all over the place. Uh, so I, I love your, your point that you make, you make there. Thank you so much. Uh, these, I mean, these are keys and secrets to cultivating relationships, uh, that, that really work right in a very positive way. And this is one of the masters, uh, masters at it. I'd say like somebody uh, there's, there's a few people here in Utah I've met that are like masters of networking. Uh, Sean is one of them and Randy Garn is another one. I think every single person I know knows Randy, right? And yeah. it's like it's like Sean too, right? Like it's it's and so and what and again, it, what I find is almost like a mirror of uh, personality and character traits between what Randy is doing with people and what Sean is doing. It's constantly connecting, right? Mm -hmm. Like, hey, you got to meet this person. You you got to you know get in touch with this guy and um, always providing a lot of value. And yeah. there's this idea, um, it's the law of reciprocity. When somebody is providing tons of value 
in your life, you're, you're like, what can I do for them? How can I provide value back? You know? And yeah. So it goes around, comes around. It's really cool. Yeah. So, amen. And you mentioned Randy, I love, I love his presentations and seeing him speak. He talks about, you know, serving as many people as often as you can asking nothing in return. And, you know, you can't go into a relationship just looking at a transaction. You have to go in there. And if you have the perspective of how do I provide value to this person, you end up getting so much more in return. And if, if you're, like you said, the reciprocity, making intros, and then you do that and you end up getting them to, they'll end up sending uh, you know, business opportunities back to you everything else. And you just get so much more that way by look first, first learning how to serve. Yeah, absolutely. I could not agree more. Uh, and it's, it's a great way to, um, provide, uh, opportunities and value for people. by just looking for uh, situations that allow you to, to make someone's life a little bit easier. Right. And that's, that's really where money comes from too. People are like, how do I make money? What's the best way to be able to make money? One of the, instead of chasing the money, look for and identify opportunities where you can solve problems and serve people because that's what people pay for, right? Like they're like, oh, this person is able to do this. I'm willing to pay for that, right? That's a that's a great service. Um, like we think about like a, a spa day or a massage. Those people are serving us. They're making our lives easier. They're helping us feel relaxed. Like we gotta, we wanna provide something back, right? In return, something to compensate. And so on a, that's like on a microcosmic level, but at macro levels, at very high levels, that's the exact same way it works. And whatever we're doing, we're trying to serve people, make their lives easier. And we're, we're receiving um, monetary, uh, a, a reward in return, right? Super cool stuff. Yeah, you that mindset. I've just, as I've done intros, just like I mentioned with you talking to people about their business, I mean, you're looking for opportunities, how you can serve them and their business. And they feel that. And those are the kind of people they want to work with. And they end up doing joint ventures with those kind of people that are, hey, this person is here. They really care about me personally. They care about solving my problems in my business. This is someone I want to work with. And you end up doing so much more. You scale your business so much faster that way. With that Absolutely. Mindset. Yeah, I love that point too. Um, I hope you guys are learning so much from Sean. I always learn from him. I, I want my brain to be like a, a sponge whenever I get to be around him. Um, because one of the things you guys you may want to record or write down is, is the idea that the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. It's, it's this idea of like sim, a symbiotic relationship. So you may feel like, Hey, I don't really need anybody else. Like I'm fine doing this whole solopreneur thing. And you can, you can do a lot of cool things alone, but there's going to be a cap right? With what you can accomplish alone. Um, you, you're going to, if you want to scale, if you want to grow, if you want to really make a dent in the world and, and create impact, you're going to need a team and you're going to need to learn how to love people and work with people. And uh, that, that will, it, it, what's nice is it'll, it'll make your life so much easier as well as the lives of those that you get to serve and be around. Mm -hmm. So I, I appreciate that insight uh, from Sean. That's, that's stellar. Really, really good stuff. What is your, what's your why? Why are you doing what you're doing and, and what keeps you going every day? So I'm a uh, girl daddy. So I have uh, three girls and a great wife and, and nothing better on the planet. And, and I'm, I'm, old, I'm older now. I can't believe I'm pushing 50 now. And, and um, 
my my time that I get to spend with them is the most quality, best time I do. And that that at the end of the day, that's what I love more than anything in life is spending time with my family. Uh, above all, I mean, I love, I crave. You'll see when your kids start moving out, it's really difficult to get time with them. I'm constantly like, hey, let's get together. Let's do this. Let's do this. Trying to set dates up because I really love, love, love spending time with them. There's really nothing better. It's so rewarding. I really cherish the time with them. That's that's at, at my core what I love. I, I love that. Uh, there's a great book I'm, I'm currently reading. Um, it's called The One Thing. It's really, really good. Hmm. And the whole idea is that uh, in life, we we have to we've got to focus on the things that matter most and if we're not careful the things that matter most can slip away from us so somebody may say hey like i've i've got to be at work like all the time it's the only thing that i can focus on right now and then i'll hang out with my kids later right like when i've when i've figured out the work stuff i'll come back home and yeah and hang out with them but what what that that person will never get back is time with their girl at her dance class right or time with their boy yeah. at his baseball game because that's going to be a different time when they're grown up. And so what's important is realizing that we're all juggling certain things in our lives right now. And if we can think of like work as a rubber ball, it's okay if it falls every once in a while, right? Like we're, we're juggling four different things and some of it's going to be uh, our family, our sweethearts, right? Kids, but those are glass balls. We can't really afford to drop those as we, as we juggle them works. Okay. Every once in a while. But one of the things I love about Sean is, uh, again, that his priorities are straight. He's a family man. He's he's centered on uh, providing value and and cultivating relationships. It's it's super cool. I something, just, uh, something so uh, Roger, I've been working on recently. I, I met uh, I went to an event. I met K Kelly Cardenas. I don't know if you met him yet. I'll introduce you. Oh. He's a great guy. But I I ran into him and he was holding this book, and it's hard to see, but it's a, basically a journal. And the first time I met him, I said, tell me about your journal. Like, how do you journal? And he said, what he does is he actually writes letters to each one of his children and his wife every week. Now, and, and in this day and age of digital, everything and text and phone calls, very rarely does anyone sit down and actually use paper and pen to write down their thoughts. And it's a different, it's a different mindset when you're sitting down and you're feeling a whole page of your thoughts and your feelings of this individual. I'm not. So I said, Hey, I'll commit to do that. So he got me a journal and I, so what I do is like, I, this is to my daughter, Kaylee right here. It was her birthday the other day. So I wrote this whole letter and then I just take a picture of it and I send it to her in text and she gets to read what I wrote with my hand. And then I keep this journal. And I'm not there obviously every week, but as I have a thought or I'm thinking about one of my children, I just write down a whole page on it. Wow. And if I'm in person with them, I just present it to them and they can read what I wrote about them. But it's something I've been working on in the last three months as well. That's powerful. That will mean the entire world to them uh, yeah. someday. I mean, that's a, that's amazing. It's a great way to, um, leave a positive dent right in the world because at, at the end of our lives what we need we can we can end here uh, but i'm just so grateful for you sean like this is great at the end of our lives we we want to be able to leave a, a legacy um that uh we can look back on and feel proud of right where we can say like i lived a life that i uh 
that was impactful for the people around me. They they knew that I loved them, that I cared about them. And in other episodes, I've talked about this, and I think you and I share this sentiment, but at the end of my life, I want to be holding my sweetheart's hand and I want her to be able to look at me and say, and, and to know like, man, Roger really loved me, right? We, we, we had the best life together. He, he, uh, he cared about me and he put me first above anything else. Like it was, we made incredible memories and, uh, man, what, what a blast life has been instead of, instead of on the other hand, like, cause we get to choose whatever we really want, but uh, that's, that's what I want. So I'm going to make choices that will allow that to happen, but I would never want it to be, you know, her standing next to me being like, man, he just loved money, right? Like he was just always chasing money all the time. I would yeah. so much rather have, have it be like he loved me and he focused on our relationship. Same with like my kids. We don't, we don't have kids yet, but when we do have kids, I want them to be able to look at me as their dad and say, man, my, my dad, uh, he never missed, you know, a ball game. He, he yeah. invested time with us. Um, it's, it's great. And you're, you're living that kind of life at the end of your life. That's I'm sure what, will be the legacy that you're able to live. Just yeah, I agree. Amen. It's awesome. You're a, you're a good man, Sean. I, I just love and appreciate you, my friend, and I'm so grateful for everything that you were willing to share with us today and everything that I learned. I, and I was able to glean so much from your, uh, from your experience and wisdom day. So thank you very, very much for being on the show. Anything else that you would like to say before we sign off here? No, the time flew by. It's always great talking <laughs> to you, Roger. You're the man. Every time I see you, I'm like, that guy is just doing it right uh, in every aspect of life. So hats off to you and all you're doing. Appreciate you. Oh, thank you. Feelings mutual, my friend. Sure love you, Sean. Thanks for being on the show today. Thank you, Roger. Thank you,